Welcome to Fantasy Football Rewind. Week 5 are coming up. Week 4, we put the bed and we're saying, when will it stop, Tony? When will it stop? When can I get my team out there, get healthy, get ready to go? And now you're sitting here and you're saying, man, Tony, not only do I have that problem, I got to sit here and I got to go, oh, I got to go injuries after injuries after injuries. What do we got going on here? We have Cliff Averill, uh, of course, from the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Their defense took a big hit last night as they lost uh, one of the cornerbacks, Jeremy Lane, during the game. Uh, they lost uh, Cliff Averill, and he's got a stinger and a nerve issue in the neck. Averill's experienced numbness down his arm. In his absence, the Seahawks are turning to Frank Clark in a Philadelphia Eagles cast off Marcus Smith. Averill should be considered week to week. Tight end Indianapolis Colts Jack Doyle is in the league concussion protocol. News came out tonight. Derek Carr's out two to four weeks with a back fracture. That's going to put some impact as all you guys were worried about. What are you going to do? What are you going to do at the wide receiver position with Amari Cooper? And now all of a sudden, you look and you say, man, I got a Amari Cooper problem and I got a quarterback problem. This is crazy, Tony. This is too much. I can't handle it no more. Well, you do the best you can, and that's all you can do. Doug Martin of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming back off the suspension Thursday night. Admitted he's not sure how many snaps he'll play Thursday against the Patriots. He says, I'm going to go out there and just do the best I can and be as ready as I can be and just play for these guys. Martin said, I'm not sure how many snaps. I'm just going to go out there and play the best of my ability, whatever that is. Coach Dirk Cutter's decision. I'll tell you what. That's the one thing. I think there's a lot of expectations that he's going to be ready and raring to go. I think you got to temper those expectations. It's tough at the running back position in season-long leagues because there just isn't enough quality. I could see you having to use them. But unless you have to, I wouldn't go anywhere near that. Seahawks place Chris Carson on the injured reserve as Chris Carson is a guy uh, that everybody fell in love with in a good matchup. He didn't deliver, and then he broke his ankle. That is a tough, tough one to go. You'll listen to Fantasy Football Rewind. You can get us every Monday through Thursday from 1 a.m. Eastern to 3 a.m. Eastern. And, of course, you're on the West Coast, the best coast. Uh, you got us at 10 p.m. Eastern. So absolutely jump in, jump on, jump aboard. Stay tuned for more of Fantasy Football Rewind as we bring you all the information you need to be successful in Fantasy Football. Week 5 coming up on the agenda. Elliot, Carl Anthony Towns, Corey Seager. Those are the rookies of the year, much like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The fastest growing fantasy sports network on radio is completely free 24-7. Listen to us live at FNTSY.com slash radio or download the app right now in the Google Play Store or on iTunes. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Rewind. 
right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Sincata. I got to tell you, it's time to get fired up. It's time to get rocketed out. It's time to make things happen. One of the things that I like is I've been around a long time and dealing with a lot of people here at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and the fantasy sports industry in a whole and I love guys that are passionate, and I think you can never get enough passion in anything you do. Whatever is in life, you should bring it, and bring it 110%. Here's what we got. We got a little passion with my man, Gabe Morency. Let's hear what Gabe Morency is going to say about who ruined your Sunday. Are you one of those guys that get fired up and think a good fantasy player can ruin your whole day? Um... I think it can. I think it absolutely can. It can be mood-altering, uh, which is always something that's a little crazy. So here it is, my man, Gabe Morency, and who altered his mood, to put it nicely. All right, so it is uh, time for another edition of Who Ruin Your Sunday. Yet... You know, one thing that I am, and I'm a lot of things, but one thing that I am is pretty freaking honest uh, when it comes uh, to my outburst. I can't manufacture rage, and it bothers me, and it actually creates real rage when I see people on TV and I hear people on the radio, uh, you know, basically try to steal my bit and act angry, and it sounds fake. It can't be fake. That makes me mad for real. (laughs) But, you know, it can't be... uh, it can't be fake. It's got to be real. And it's hard for me to be completely outraged. Look, my boy Andy Dalton's killing it right now. My Buffalo Bills are in first place. There's a lot to like. But it doesn't mean that I still didn't get screwed over. All right? And uh, let's start off from a fantasy perspective here. Two weeks ago, I went into the Sunday nighter with 132 DK points in my back pocket. And my quarterback and wide receiver hadn't played yet. All right? It was Carr and Crabtree. I was going to score big. It was just all going to be like sprinkles on top of a Sunday every time he completed a freaking pass. Well, he couldn't complete a pass. <laughs> I got nothing. I ended up winning 30 freaking dollars. Can you even eat at McDonald's for that anymore? You go, go two people to McDonald's, probably the guys more than that. What the hell am I going to do with $30? All right, so uh, yesterday, uh, yesterday, great pick. Deshaun Watson's my quarterback, all right? And I would pat myself on the back more, but there were 13% uh, of other people that were smart enough to put Deshaun into this situation. So, boom, imagine, you got Deshaun Watson as your quarterback. Bam, 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 bam. Right out of the gate, man. I got 34 points. A.J. Green, he didn't put up 30, but the 17. Charles Clay was dirt cheap, 19 points. You know, check mark, check mark. I'm thinking, holy crap, I got screwed last week, but this is falling into place. And I got Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook quickly gets 13 points, but unfortunately, Dalvin Cook... Uh, gets hurt. It is what it is, but at least I'm not one of these sad sack, pathetic freaking losers that tweets Dalvin Cook and blames him for getting hurt. You know, there's nothing lower than this. Like, what the hell is wrong with you people? I saw people like tweeting at Ty Montgomery. Oh, I, I'm glad you broke your rib, man. You screwed me in my fantasy. Yeah, because he wanted to break his rib. He wants to go to the doctor. He wants to go to rehab. He wants to have problems breathing. Dalvin Cook wants to rehab his knee right now. You know, man, you know, society is just so, so putridly freaking stupid. But, hey, it is what it is. So, you know, I got to deal with that. But I'm thinking, you know what? This guy already got me 13 points. I'm good. I got Deshaun killing it right now. Everyone else is doing well. 
Except, you know, you guys know this, man. This stuff is like Charlie Brown with Lucy and stuff. You know, they're always moving the ball, man. You end up on your ass. You need to have a perfect lineup. You can't have one dude screw you, especially if your running back gets hurt, which leads me to Sammy freaking Watkins. I don't know what it is with this dude, man. I really, I don't know what it is. Like, the guy's literally cost me tens of thousands of dollars now. Like, I'm doing the math, and I'm thinking I'm down about probably about 20, 25 because of this dude. Like, constantly. You know, I used to, you know, I, I might as well have a Sammy Watkins tattoo, but I'm not that stupid. But for some reason, I always buy into this kid, and he gives me nothing. And then I ignore the kid, and he steps up, and he kills it. So yesterday, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll sprinkle a little Sammy Watkins in here. What did he finish with? One freaking catch? One freaking catch? And you know what? I lost a fantasy matchup yesterday because Larry Fitzgerald uh, as well. Thanks for nothing, Larry. Except it's hard to rip on Larry, isn't it? Guy's such a nice guy. <laughs> Guy's too much of a nice guy. But, which leads us into a player that I'm not adverse to ripping. Uh, and I seem to be the only one that's uh, willing to do it. And I'm talking about number 17, a quarterback, for the L.A. not-so-freaking-superchargers. Listen, was it Phillip Rivers' uh, fault that they lost yesterday? No. The guy threw for like 347 yards. Uh, but is it ever his fault that they lose? And they, you know, they don't seem to win uh, very often. And there's a lot of excuses. All oh, the injuries, the stadium, and everything else in between. At some point in time, you know, it's Phillip Rivers as well. And you know, I'm not here to rip. You know, the problem is, too, Phillip Rivers cost us a perfect record in the LV, uh, the LV uh, Westgate Super Contest. But should I be mad at them or should we be stupid enough that we took the Chargers? I don't know. But my deal with Rivers is... I'm tired of his act, man. You're like a 37-year-old man that acts like a petulant child that didn't get his dessert. Like, I like to sit at the table with the Rivers family and, and the nine kids, because he's a big freaking kid, except an annoying kid, throwing spazzes, pointing, rah, rah. looks like he's on the verge of like a, a mental breakdown every second freaking play. Hey, pop some Prozac and chill out, dude. You're the leader of the team. And it's never your fault. You're always pointing, yelling, throwing on, on. Eh. I'm Philip Rivers. Everyone else around me is useless. You know what? Anthony Lynn is kind of useless. And I told you guys this. He's a running backs coach. He got promoted because Rex Ryan was a loser. And Greg Roman talked smack behind the loser's back, and he got fired. All right? We can trace this. Anthony Lynn started the season last year as the Buffalo Bills running back coach. What business does he have being the head coach right now in charge? All right? What business does he have? But as I said, I'm not blaming everything that's wrong on Phillip Rivers. I'm just sick and tired of it, though. You know, it's constant. It's on a weekly basis for the last, like, 15 years. Every Sunday, oh, there's Phillip Rivers. And you know what's amazing? You know, if Odell Beckham does something stupid, well, he's immature, right? But if Phillip Rivers does something stupid, like if Odell Beckham threw the freaking tantrums that Rivers did, He'd be immature. Rivers somehow is competitive. It's not competitive. The rest of his team are looking at him and thinking, chill out, dude. You know what? You're supposed to be the leader of the team. You start spazzing out, it's going to be a domino effect. All right, speaking of spazzes, you know what? Thanks, Case Keenum. This game did screw me, actually. You know, it's hard for me to really rip the Minnesota Vikings because I am, I'm real. You know, I can't fake rage. And the Vikings have been good to me over the years. But that was pretty freaking pathetic yesterday, guys. Yeah, he scored one touchdown against the Detroit Lions. Constant turnovers. I understand you lost Dalvin Cook, uh, but do I blame Case Keenum? No. Who ruined my Sunday? Me for trusting Case Keenum. Who ruined your Sunday?
for another edition of Who Rule. There he is, my man Gabe Morency. You can catch him on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network with Game Time Decisions. And, of course, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Cam Stewart, Monday through Friday, Red Heat and Rage. So definitely tune into that as that will get you excited, that will get you through life, and that will uh, change your perspective on life as well. Uh, So check that out there. And, of course, if you're listening tonight, um, you also could check out my show, The Fantasy First Look. Fantasy First Look on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, with Joe Galena and my man George Kurtz as we talk a little bit each and every week about what happened this weekend and what we do going forward. And, of course, it's going to get tougher going forward. we got bye weeks, and with all these injuries, it's really, really going to get interesting. So uh, it's time. It's time for it to happen. It's time to get things excited, and it's time for you guys to make sure that we got all the preparation there. When it comes down to fab bidding, you hit it up and you hit it hard and make sure you got your positions covered. Tony Sincata, this is Fantasy Football Rewind. So stay tuned for more from the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses. No strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Tony Cicada, join me every Monday through Thursday, 1 to 3 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY.com slash radio or iHeartRadio. Tune in as you get ready and raring to go, and you make sure you know everything you got to know to be one of the best in the business. Uh, one of the guys that made me very successful this weekend in Daily Fantasy was Bilal Pal. Can Bilal Pal do it again? Here are the guys from Fantasy Best Friends from Ever, which you can hear from 11 a.m., to 1 p.m. Eastern. Actually, I lied to you. 11 a.m. to noon. They feel like two hours of goodness, but it's only one hour of goodness. And here is their take on Block Powell. So, based on yesterday, obviously, monster game. He had 169 yards, 163 yards rushing. On 20 carries, obviously that 75-yard touchdown. That's what I wanted to bring up. Like, that was a very fluky play in itself, but he still had a monster day, and so did Elijah McGuire. So I feel like it is worth talking about the New York Jets running backs just to start because I've already had some people ask me about them. Um, and I think a lot of it depends on Matt Forte, obviously. But how do you feel about this situation right now? The Jets should uh, bring Matt Forte out to pass there. I mean, 
the one game that he sits, it's their best rushing game of the year. Bilal Powell, we all said it coming into the year. We think Bilal Powell is the most talented back in this Jets uh, backfield. So, And I, I don't disagree. And, I, and I'm intrigued by what I've seen from Elijah McGuire. Obviously, he had a 69-yard touchdown run as well, but his was a lot more conventional. Like, he got through the hole, he found a seam, and he just took it the distance. Bilal Powell fell. Everyone thought he was down. Give him kudos. He, he heads up play on his part. Got up and ran for a 75-yard touchdown. That's not going to happen every week, though. But I do think as long as Matt Forte is out, Bilal Powell, RB2 going forward, especially in PPR leagues. And Elijah McGuire, definitely someone, if he wasn't picked up last week, that you want to pick up now. Yeah, I think I feel pretty similarly about this. Looking at the snap count, uh, Bilal Powell dominated the snaps. He played 46. Elijah McGuire had 19. Tavares Cadet just had five there. Uh, but I do agree with you. Like that, that touchdown was very fluky. But I do, I do find it interesting that both of these guys ran all over a very potent Jaguars defense because I, I, you know no one's been able to do that really against this defense, um, especially with just how the Jets have played. I mean, Bilal Powell did not look great so far this season coming into this game. Elijah McGuire has been interesting so far. I mean, I think he uh, there is some intrigue with him. Uh, but yeah, I, I do agree with you that if Matt Forte is out. Bilal Powell is probably like low end RB two, but the thing is, if Forte plays, then then what is what is he like I a, think, a flex barely? No, I don't think so because was he were you able to trust him the first three weeks of the season? You weren't. No. So I I don't think if Matt Forte is there, I don't necessarily think you can trust Forte uh, Bilal Powell. I mean, I'd want to see what Bilal Powell's workload comes once Forte returns because obviously. It should change given the the game he just had in week four. Maybe if Bilal Powell keeps playing well when Matt Forte comes back, he's in that secondary role, but he was getting out-touching Bilal Powell early on in the season. So right now, if Matt Forte comes back and they say, hey, we're going to keep using Forte on early down work, we're going to mix in Bilal Powell like we did those first couple weeks, I don't think you could really trust either one of them. But hopefully that changes. Hopefully Bilal Powell is the guy going forward. I mean, we... We saw what he did at the end of last year. We saw what he did this game with no Matt Forte. When Matt Forte is not there, Bilal Powell's solid RB2, if not with the ceiling to be a lot more. Yeah, and we saw what he could do at the end of last year, too, those final four games. Whenever he gets a work, uh, big workload, it seems like Bilal Powell uh, can produce for fantasy purposes. So I find it so interesting that they were still trying to get more Matt Forte involved. Is it just them trying to showcase Matt Forte and get rid of him? What's the percentage chance that this team either trades or cuts Matt Forte trades, and he doesn't play another snap as a New York Jet. Trades zero, cuts higher, but I still say pretty low. Who is going to trade for an <laughs> aging running back who hasn't really shown us much, who has a who is owed over $4 million? That No one is going to trade for Matt Forte. If the Jets were showcasing him in hopes of trading him, they made, they made a mistake in my opinion. I, I don't see any team going out and trading for a Matt Forte. Yeah, you're probably right. But I am intrigued by the upcoming schedule for the Jets, too, because I know you can see this here. They get the Cleveland Browns next week, which, I mean, to their credit, the Cleveland Browns defense has played better this year. But then the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Falcons. So those are all games where we can have a very fantasy-relevant running back if they would either just give it over to Bilal Powell, but I just don't know if that's going to happen. Matt Forte is dealing with turf toe. Is that something that you think, do you think he'll miss next week? 
I mean, it's too early right now to really to have a more than just a guess, but I feel like turf toe my, lasts a few weeks though. My guess would be yes. Yeah, not only does it linger, also the Jets don't need to rush him back. Obviously, they're a team that while they are two and two, they don't really expect to compete much this year. Plus, we just saw what these two running backs did last week against the Jaguars. So, I, if I'm the Jets, I'm telling Matt Forte, hey, take as long as you need. Maybe you never come back at all. Oh wow, yeah, that's very direct. I mean, you look at what Bilal Powell and Elijah McGuire did uh, combined. 32 carries, 256 yards, two touchdowns. That is phenomenal. Plus, you add in the fact that uh, Powell had five targets out of the backfield, four receptions, 27 yards. That's why we like him so much, because he can catch the ball out of the backfield. And last season, at the end of the year, he had a ton of volume, a ton of targets. So that's why we were in on him last year. And, I, I mean, I can I said it just a week before that. I actually... Uh, got into it uh, with with one of our listeners. I was saying that I think that Bilal Powell, even before you know Matt Forte went down, was one of the better stashes because people were saying, "Oh, should I drop Forte for a Foreman or a P Ryan, someone like that?" You know, so uh, Jamal Williams, someone you could throw on the end of your bench and hope they hit. I was saying I think Powell is the best of that group just because one, we've seen him do it before, and two. Matt Forte is older. He has a lot of wear and tear on those tires. We've seen him miss time. So if he goes down, I would like to see Bilal, what Bilal Pell can do if he can duplicate what he did last season. And so far, he has shown us that he can. We're taking your calls here as well. If you have any questions about waiver wire, uh, should I make this trade? We're, obviously, we're not talking about like week five lineups or anything like that yet. But if you have a fantasy football question, feel free to call in at 844-843-6879. Uh, Michael Florio alongside the fantasy salad, Frank Stample, uh, and Mike, a guy that you obviously know I ho- I own in our home league. We were going up against each other this week. Looks like Mikey got the better of me, you know, in round one, but we'll see what happens later on in the year. Uh, I own Brandon Cooks, and I, I drafted him very highly along w- with many other fantasy owners this year. He was a uh, mid-second round pick, maybe even higher than that, the closer we got to the season once Julian Edelman went down. Uh, but it has been very frustrating owning him, very similar to a Amari Cooper situation, although Cooper has been worse than Brandon Cooks. At least Cooks has had one of those monster games. We saw, saw that last week against the Houston Texans when he had 131 receiving yards and two touchdowns. But in two of the other games, he's been held under 40 yards. In week one against the Chiefs, he was okay. Everyone wanted to say, oh, well, he drew some pass interference penalties that helped him get down the field. Okay, whatever it is, he still only finished with three receptions for 88 yards. But looking at his usage yesterday, he was fourth on this team in targets. James White looks like he's going to just continue to be a mainstay in the passing game. He's going to get his, you know, seven, eight targets plus per game. Chris Hogan actually led all wide receivers in targets with nine, uh, and he seems to be probably the more consistent option of the two already and he was drafted way later than a Brandon Cooks so are we buying that this is who Brandon Cooks is going to be for the entirety of the season I know it's only been four weeks but for a lot of people I mean the regular season might end after week 12 whatever it is this is like a third of the way through the year so trying to figure out Brandon Cooks if he has another big game are you just trying to ship him out because last week that's something that I kind of brought up to you and Greg when we were just like talking in the control room like should I try to sell high on Brandon Cooks and I I tried I tried a few places but no one was really buying it they were you know they were had the same thoughts as me he's too inconsistent he's a he's up and down so the next time he has a big game 
should I try to sell? Or are you just kind of sticking with this production and this is the guy that you paid for, Brandon Cooks? I mean, you could try and sell. If people weren't buying after his last big game, why? I, I don't see them buying after more of a roller coaster ride. You know, like you said, he had a big game last week. He came out this week, had six targets, three catches, 38 yards. And before Julian Edelman went down, I wanted absolutely no part of Brandon Cooks because I just thought uh, Edelman, Gronk, Cooks, too many mouths to feed. It's going to be a week-to-week thing where one week one of them goes off. And then Edelman went down and... Me, like a lot of people in the fantasy industry, started to buy back in to uh, to Brandon Cooks. But then, what we didn't realize was, one, Chris Hogan was going to become the most consistent pass catcher on this team. James White was going to continue to see, you know, close to 10 targets a week. This past week, he saw 12, like you said. And this is all with Gronk only seeing five targets, four catches, 80 yards. There's going to be weeks where Gronk's targets are going to be even higher, so... I think Brandon Cooks is what he is at this point. You gotta just leave him in your lineup. I think even after he has another big game, if you sell him, you're probably gonna be selling him on the cheap. And then, I know it's a different offense, but you look at him last year. I, I would say he was like a little bit more consistent than Amari Cooper, but very much in the same elk. Where his at the end of the season numbers look great, but then you look at his game by game numbers, and it was primarily in one big. Game, you know, like I mean, well, a couple of big games, but then with some others, sixty-five here, seventy here, fifty-five there, and that's not really what you want at your wide receiver one. You'll listen to Fantasy Best Friends Forever Redux with uh, Frankie Stanfield and Mike Florio. You can catch this on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube stream. They do a great, great job. I like this show. Uh, I'm, 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 a, I'm a favoring it. I'm favoring it. I'm telling you, yeah, yeah, baby, I like it. I like it a lot. So this is something we can listen to. Right now you listen to Fantasy Football Rewind, where I take the best of the day and make sure you guys get all the information. Take a quick break. We'll come back with more right here on Fantasy Football Rewind from the folks at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, where we have the best of the best, absolutely free, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on Stitcher. And if you want to get us live, you can get us on the Fantasy Sports Radio app. And you'll be living la vida loca. Hey, this is Greg Sussman from the Roto Experts in the Morning, and, and listen, we can all use a little help sometimes. That's why I talk to three guys every single day that help me with my fantasy teams. But if you need help with your fantasy teams, and you probably do, you should purchase the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football In-Season Package, featuring weekly lineup ranks, chats with our experts every single day, and player cards for every player in the NFL, including reports from InsideInjuries.com. You cannot beat it. Don't set your lineups without checking the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge In-Season Package. Song man, I don't, what the hell is going on here? Yo, yo, yo! Is that the musical lyrics 
of today. I mean, we lost a great, great songwriter in Tom Petty today. Tom Petty, man, it absolutely got it done. And yet I'm playing songs that contain the lyrics, yo, 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 yo. What the hell is going on here? What kind of musical acumen is that BS? Huh? I can't even figure out what that was, actually. I have no idea. Yo, 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 yo. I don't have a yo, 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 yo. That's the craziest thing. That was, uh, oh, Nuck. Something Nuck. Oh, no, it was in Yo. Yo, kid. It's hip-hop. Yo, yo, kid. Hip-hop. I have no idea, man. I have no idea. Life is a crazy place. When I didn't even know the Yo, yo, yo song. Let's go back and hear it. Week four, real or fake? Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, real or they got fake. I mean, you got to need a better name for the segment, but I like it. I like the idea. Frankie Stanfield, my man, Mike Florio, here they are. So I'm going to compare him to some, to some other wide receivers that were going later on in drafts. Is it safe to say that you'd rather have, and I think this is an easy question for you, Keenan Allen over Brandon Cooks? Slam dunk easily. And But no one's going to do that trade, though, right? Like, if you offer up your Brandon Cooks for someone else's Keenan Allen, they're probably not making If I'm the trade. Keenan Allen offer, I'm, uh, owner, what, what I'm if, not even considering it. What if there's a Keenan Allen owner that's, like, scared that he's going to get hurt again, and they're, like, cautiously shopping him, and they're like, look, if I could just get Brandon Cooks for him, I'm going to make that trade. He has Tom Brady as his quarterback. That That is a trade that you would make. If you could get Keenan Allen back. If, if you're shopping Keenan Allen and hoping to get a Brandon Cooks back, I think you're doing fantasy football wrong. But yes, I, I agree would, with you. I would make that trade. Keenan Allen, I, I keep saying it, man. Top, he's going to be a wide receiver one at this year's end. Would you rather have Brandon Cooks or DeAndre Hopkins? DeAndre Hopkins. And I don't think anyone's making that trade either. He's actually no. been rather consistent this year. For you know DeAndre Hopkins, who finished almost outside the top 36 last season, uh, the targets have been there. And what I especially like about DeAndre Hopkins, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the uh, the Texans' offense after this, is that he's been efficient. Past two games, he caught seven of eight targets two weeks ago uh, against the New England Patriots. We know how bad their defense is now. It's actually this bad. Uh, and then yesterday, he caught 10 of 12 targets. That's the first time in like over two years he has had a catch rate of 83% or better in back-to-back games. Yeah, I mean, he only caught 50% of the passes thrown to him last year, and that was a, the trend the first two weeks of the season, too. But I'm on board. I, I'd rather DeAndre Hopkins than Brandon Cooks. I just think he's more consistent. I'm looking at the other the list here. Tyreek Hill or Brandon Cooks I think is interesting. They're kind of very similar players but I'm guessing you'd rather have the wide receiver with Tom Brady yep. over the wide receiver with Alex Smith, right? It's close, though. It's very close. That, and that's crazy, too, because Tyreek Hill was going, what, fourth, fifth round? Brandon K- Cooks was a second-round pick. So that just shows you like how the value of players just four weeks into the season has fluctuated so much. Would you rather have Brandon Cooks or Des Bryant? Because I know that you're not a big Des Bryant guy. I'm not. But I think I would go Des Bryant over Brandon Cooks. But... It's super close with those two. I'm not extremely high on either one. How about Alshon Jeffrey or Brandon Cooks? I don't know if I'm ready to lower Cooks that low yet. So he's, I think we could probably definitively say he's not a wide receiver one anymore, right? 
Brandon well, Cooks moving forward. It's kind of like a high-end boomer bust wide receiver, too. Here's the thing, though. I, I, I think that's what he kind of should be valued at all the time. But here is the thing if we want to give Brandon Cooks a pass. He is in a new new Patriot offense, which all we ever hear about is it takes a lot of time to learn Bill Belichick's and, and just the Patriots' uh, offense. So if we want to give him a pass, remember, like, we've seen wide receivers go there and just fail because they cannot learn the playbook for New England. So maybe it just it's just him taking a couple weeks to get familiar with this, familiar with Brady. I, I know they, they had, you know, the, the training camp preseason together, but they really didn't, like, New England wasn't throwing Tom Brady out there and a lot and often. and So I, I just think that maybe if you want to give him a pass, maybe that's it. And if you're an owner sitting pretty, you know, maybe you're 4-0, 3-1, and and there is a Brandon Cooks owner out there who probably isn't, you know, with a record as great. Maybe he's 2-2, two 1-3. And two, and maybe you try and buy low. None of the names that we were just mentioning, but, hey, maybe you throw him your wide receiver too and just hope to land a Brandon Cooks back that he hits with Brady in that second half and, that could be a move that leads you to a fantasy championship. So if Tyreek Hill has a solid game tonight, is that something you try to do? Or do you just kind of value them extremely similar at this they're, point? They're very similar. So I think if I own Hill, I'd probably sit tight because I think he is very similar to a to a Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I'm trying to find a player that maybe you could sell high and try and get a Brandon Cooks back. To, like, who he's ranked back-to-back with right now in PPR leagues is Adam Thielen. But I don't... I don't know that people are giving up on Brandon Cooks to the point where they're going to give him up for Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen has been very consistent so far this year, but I don't think anyone would make that trade, right? No, I don't think so either. All right, let's go on. Let's move on to the phone lines. Uh, we have Rob in Indiana. Rob, how you doing? Rob, Rob, are you there? Hey, what's up, Rob? Oh, hey, how you doing? I'm good. Um, What's your question, so man? I had, Dalvin, I had Dalvin Cook and Chris Carson go down yesterday, so I'm kind of hurting for a running back. So I'm in a full-point PPR. Should I put in a request for Alvin Kamara or Wendell Smallwood first? Mike, I'm gonna Alvin go, Kamara or Wendell Smallwood? I, I know Kamara really started to look like he was going. He took over that backfield yesterday, but I still don't think Mark Ingram is fully going away. I like both of these guys as an ad this week, but I lean towards Wendell Smallwood just because I think he can be utilized more on on the first and second down uh, work as well as being the third down back. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I think they are very, very close, though. And I think Alvin Kamara might have even more upside. We saw it yesterday. He had 10 catches. The problem here is I'm assuming you're going to need to start one of those guys as soon as next week. And the Saints are on a bye in week five. So while I still think Alvin Kamara is going to be a popular waiver wire ad this week, and he should be, uh, people need to realize that he does have a bye in week five. So if you add him, if you put a decent amount of fab on him, uh, you're going to have to wait until week six until you can get him in your lineup. But I think he might have more upside than Wendell Smallwood, but Smallwood will probably end up being more consistent. As good as LeGarrette Blount looked yesterday, Wendell Smallwood looked very good as well. And he got and he got the goal line carry for a touchdown. Yeah, because LeGarrette Blount got stuffed a few times earlier on in the game, and LeGarrette Blount did have that one breakout run, but besides that, LeGarrette Blount looked like the LeGarrette Blount that we all know. All right, let's go to Chris in Tampa. Chris, what is your question? What's up, guys? It's actually this kind of the same thing. So I lost Dalvin Cook and Chris Carton, but I got uh, Le'Veon Bell and Kareem Hunt. So my question is, I'm number six in the waiver party, 12-team, half-point PPR. 
Um, should I let those other te- other people grab people to this week and then gain my waiver priority, you know, in case another running back gets hurt and I can pick someone else up? Or should I pick up Murray, which I'm like, ah, uh, or should I pick up maybe McGuire or I don't even know who else is even really out there much left anymore. Are those the two? Uh, Geo's out there. Are those the two best running back options that you're weighing right now, or do you have some of these other big names like Smallwood or Kamara available? No, not at all. Those are gone. They were gone. They were gone before even week one started. So, Mike, he has Lev Bell. He has Kareem Hunt. Uh, but sounds like he can use some running back depth. I understand trying to save the waiver priority, but here, if you don't really have the depth behind those guys... I think you've still got to put in some claims and try and get them regardless. I'm never a fan of saving the waiver wire claim just in hopes that someone else gets hurt and then you could get them. I mean, you're sixth on the list. It's not like you're number one. You're already, you have five teams ahead of you. I think I would use it on Latavius Murray here, especially given that he may not even fall to you, given that he is Probably the best not, to be running back available. Other than that, I mean, if you want to wait and not use it on McGuire, I'm okay with that. But I will say this if you don't already, let your waiver wire run so you don't waste the waiver claim on it. And then add James Conner. You need to own James Conner in this situation. And, and Sharkandrick West, too. Like if you, if you own Dalvin Cook and Chris Carson, especially owning the two running backs that you have, are two of probably the top four or five running backs that you want to own in fantasy football right now between Le'Veon Bell and Kareem Hunt, you have to have their handcuffs. I mean, this is this is just a reminder. The fact that you know Dalvin Cook and Chris Carson went down the way that they did it, it can happen to anybody at any point. So, But but the thing about why I said add James Conner is because yesterday he did get brought in. He had four carries, and I was watching that game, and the announcer just kept saying, oh, Le'Veon Bell is holding his arm, and he hurt his arm at one point early in that game. And apparently he was saw on the sideline trying to you know move his arm around, get feeling back in it or whatever the case may be. It's nothing serious, but we've seen Le'Veon Bell miss a lot of time, and he was if he's already banged up yesterday and then the – they're bringing James Conner in. James Conner is clearly going to take over that job. And there's one thing we could say about the Steelers. When other teams' backs get hurt, like if Kareem Hunt goes down, I think they will bring someone else in. It won't just be Sharkhandrick West. In the past, when Le'Veon Bell went down, it was all D'Angelo Williams. And, and I think they would do that for James Conner because that's just the way they run their team. They like it when their running backs are playing 85, 90-plus percent of the snaps. So I think if James Conner uh, – I'm sorry, if Lev Bell goes down, James Conner – would go for almost all your fab or your top waiver claim, whatever the situation may be. He is, to me, one of the top running back handcuffs, and I would want to own him if I had Le'Veon Bell. And you know what's so crazy, Mike? Because I saw James Conner get some work early in the game, too. I know what you're referencing. He still only played six snaps. Like This is what the Steelers do. They're going to give Lev Bell an extreme workload, and I think that's even more reason to make sure that you own James Conner because... Lev Bell just had 35 carries yesterday. That was his second most uh, in a single game in his career. So moving forward, I mean, the Steelers are not going to be shot. This is Tony Cicada, and you listen to Fantasy uh, Football BFFs or Redux. Here's the thing with the James Conner thing. I think we got spoiled over D'Angelo Williams the last couple of years and the numbers he put up in that Pittsburgh backfield. I don't think James Conner is anything close to D'Angelo Williams, and I think they would suffer a setback uh, without him. Um, now, you can make the case that D'Angelo Williams hasn't been picked up by any other team. Maybe he wasn't that good. Maybe it's a system. A lot of times I do believe it's a system, but I believe D'Angelo Williams was one a quality player, and I don't believe that's the same with James Conner based on what I've seen in his young career thus far. Stay tuned. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up on Fantasy Best Friends 
Forever's Redux. And of course, you'll listen to Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Are you new to Daily Fantasy? Are you a veteran? Either way, you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to DailyRoto.com. Multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at Daily Roto. Why not take advice from the experts? You can become a millionaire too. Just go to DailyRoto.com to rock Daily Fantasy Sports. to Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Sincata. Make sure you tune in Monday through Thursday, uh, 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern. If you can't tune in, you get us on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get great podcasts. Great job today by uh, Fantasy Best Friend Forever, a redux with Mike Florio and Frankie Stanfill. My guy, my guy Gabe Morency delivering game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage, which you can get on Fantasy Sports Radio from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern, each and Monday through Friday. And then, of course, great job in the first hour uh, by our guys, the Fantasy Football Frenzy, Matt Modica, Jake Seeley, and the Fantasy Executive, Corey Parson, uh, which you get 9, 11 a.m. on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And then the guys on Aroto Experts in the morning, uh, they were hammering out Matt Modica, the king, Scott Angle, uh, Corey, a fantasy executive, and the man, Greg Sussman. Make sure you tune that out. Hey, now that it's a football thing, if you guys want to participate in a fantasy basketball league, i got a couple spots open. You can hook me up on Facebook. Try me on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, Facebook, Tony Sincata, Twitter. Just send me a message to the Tony Sincata, and we'll hook you up there and get a couple of hosts, a couple of listeners playing a little fantasy basketball starting in a couple of weeks. So uh, jump in, and let's get it done there. What are you guys doing? How are you feeling? How are you loving it? Are you loving life? Are you loving La Vita Loca, tough, tough weekend. I know all the crazy things going on in the world. Um, one of the things that I chose to do is to ignore that at the beginning of the show and not focus on it. A lot of times what we use podcasts for and for certain entertainment is that we use it to get away from the world. The world's crazy and the world's uh, crazier than it's ever been in its life. So um, I wish everybody well in Las Vegas and I hope to God that we can uh, get these things straightened out. We don't have to have a situation like this occur. It occurs way too frequently uh, these days, and we just need to get past it. We all got to work together and try to figure out a solution. Fantasy Football Rewind. I'm out of here. See you tomorrow at 1 a.m. Eastern.